Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 8, Oh Miss Believer. Make sure you have listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track 8 off 21 Pilots. So today's song is a shorter one, which especially compared to Johnny Boy, um, there's a lot less here, but that's also kind of cool because we can really slow down and get a ton of meaning out of it and actually have written a decent amount so i'm excited to talk about it with you and hopefully you will respond like call and response <laughs> so how are you i have been all right as you know this year has been pretty rough on me mentally and emotionally um just been going through a lot of change with a relationship and just utter confusion and frustration with God, honestly, for just so much confusion with, like, every single area of my life, professionally, interpersonally, yeah, so, but I can also say that I'm on the up and up, so praise be to Jesus Christ. Yes, let us now dig into this track. We start off musically, we have a very Christmassy vibe going on, and I realize this is not the most upbeat song, however, lucky for you, I am an optimist, so don't you worry, we'll get through it together and we will come out as a group with a more positive spin on it, I promise. So, the melody is very much like sleigh bells and eventually you know we got our horses coming in there clip clopping but into verse one it says oh misbeliever my pretty sleeper your twisted mind is like snow on the road your shaking shoulders prove that it's colder inside your head than the winter of dead so for those of you who don't know, it's misbeliever, like ms dot believer, but obviously this is wordplay because this is Tyler Joseph, and so here we have a double meaning. Oh my goodness, what a shocker. This is a believer, as we would say, this is a Christian. If, yeah. I don't, I was about to say if we were to analyze this through Christianity, but you already know we're doing that, so I don't need to say that. But yes, in case you didn't know, that is the lens we are taking. So we are speaking to a Christian, um, but also to misbelieve means to hold a false belief, specifically in a religious context, which is important. And ironically, this reminds me of something I just posted about. So I think it was last week, I had my six year anniversary of getting baptized. Yes, thank you, I can hear you clapping. <laughs> but something I was really reflecting on in light of that is how oftentimes there can be this misconception, misbelief, 
as it were, that once you give your life over to Christ, you are somehow alleviated from lots of pain in the world, or you somehow get a free pass into joy for the rest of your life. And you can have joy through the Spirit, for sure. It's available anytime you want it, but not in the sense of situational joy slash pain. And I, for one, can attest to this being completely untrue because I have acquired anxiety since I got baptized. As of this summer, I acquired some depression. And not just mental trials, but actual loss and grief and transitions and relationship changes, even with just like friends, where it's just like, why is this happening? I thought, you know, X, Y, and Z would happen, and yet I'm over here. And not to mention, as a postgraduate, the entire disappointment of like, I got these degrees, all this potential, and then and then next thing you know, you're just in a random job that you never wanted to be in. Or at least, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here. But, yeah. And can we just say 2020? Exactly. So, I think, when I think of misbelieving, especially as a Christian, I think that's a huge, huge thing that I think a lot of people fall away from their faith because of that misbelief. And I think a lot of people set themselves up for a lot of hurt even when they stick with the faith because of that that misbelief. Probably more so if they're more like baby Christians. So it starts off misbeliever, someone who is a believer but who is holding these misbeliefs. Like That's just the first thing that I think of um, because this person is clearly in the midst of trials and suffering. And so chances are they're all the more hurt in this spot that they're in because they expected it to look a lot different as a believer. So, yes, this is kind of setting the stage. This is where this person is at. And then the narrator calls this person my pretty sleeper. And when I think of someone sleeping, first of all, I just love the sleep metaphor in faith because Tyler mentions it so many times. But I think it's really great like to be awake versus to be asleep someone's sleeping, they're unconscious. And so they lack that consciousness of where they are, and they lack that consciousness of, in this case, I would say, like, perspective. And, like, they're probably not even fully conscious to how what they're believing is in this belief to begin with, especially in the midst of, like, immense pain and suffering and mental distress, which also, shout out, it's World Mental Health Day. I meant to mention that, so that's cool, recording this today, um, but sadly it is a bit of a heavier song than we have done, but <laughs> this person is being kind of irrational, because when you're in the midst of pain and hurt, you're not going to be very rational, which is fine, that's part of what it is, but that's all the more reason why we need community to give us more perspective in the midst of that, or at the very least, post that hurt and pain and so the narrator's addressing this person and what their identity is as far as like their faith and also where their mind's at and then they're reiterating like 
your mind's in this irrational place because you're sleeping. You're not being super conscious right now of where you're even at. And then the statement is, your twisted mind is like snow on the road. So we get a glimpse into the fact that this is definitely more so of a mental struggle. We don't know what exactly, but some sort of mental illness is being suffered from. Um, the mind is twisted. And I really appreciate that it's compared to snow on the road. Obviously, we know Tyler struggles with mental illness as well, so it makes sense that he would have such a perfect simile. But, like, snow on the road, I think of how it's really, like, light and soft and fluffy on top. And, like, a lot of times, especially in the midst of mental distress, at least for me, as someone who's, like, generally very optimistic and positive, like, I am very good at hiding what I'm actually feeling internally, which I guess is kind of scary to, like, people who know me that, like, I'm really good at hiding that, but, like, if I want to, I can be very calm and collected and, quote-unquote, pretty and soft and quiet on the outside, but in reality, the inside and the deeper levels could be so much more than that and like snow on the road like there could actually be some black ice under there and that's not just anything but that means you know like it's slick when you really boil the snow down you just get to something that's very dangerous and something that is a potential place for lethal harm yeah that's terrifying (laughs) even being a believer and that is like its own whole rant that I kind of want to go into but I'm gonna just finish the stanza real quick (laughs) wow I guess this this song's actually bringing out some very like passionate thoughts of mine related to mental health and faith but yes so the comparison that this mental distress is like snow on the road I just think it's very accurate And so he goes on to say, your shaking shoulders prove that it's colder inside your head than the winter of dead. So she's clearly visibly upset because of where her mind's at, shaking shoulders, proving that she's crying, but also that it's colder inside her head than the winter of dead. And that's intense, um, that the inner workings of her mind are even more frozen in place and lethal in there than literal winter. And again, I think like this vision of snow and ice in winter is very appropriate for mental illness, especially depression and anxiety, all mental illness. I don't know why I'm saying especially definitely all mental illness but for me like those are the two that I relate to so just that that reassurance that like that state of mind is something that's like when you're in the midst of it you're frozen there and it doesn't matter what people say it doesn't matter what you do like you can't shake it and so (laughs) hmm the thing that I'm very passionate about that I just like need to stop everything and talk about is mental health in relationship to Christianity. I can't help but think like this believer is going through mental distress and it is crippling and debilitating and 
and she's crying as well and it just makes me think of this relationship between mental health and faith where not only are you going for many people with mental health um, myself included like you're going through the pain of like what your brain is literally telling you like where your brain is putting you like your inability to motivate yourself to do things or just sitting in fear sitting in worry like you're suffering through all of that in and of itself because of what your brain is doing but then there's this whole other layer that unfortunately a lot of people in the christian faith have put there of this just incredibly hurtful lie that maybe your mental illness that you're struggling with is a result of your faith in Christ. Um, that, that maybe what you're going through is because you've been at a lack of prayer or scripture. And I cannot even begin to explain to you like how deeply that has hurt me and how deeply that just makes me angry because of all the beautiful wonderful people I know who also struggle with mental health and who also are Christians sorry I'm like getting slightly emotional but that's a complete lie um and I just want to remind you that that's a complete lie and of course if you're in the midst of such a trial like the enemy wants to make you feel isolated and he wants to make you feel like that's distancing you from God and your community and by believing such a disgusting lie like your mental illness being correlated to your faith is exactly that it's isolating and it's like if you believe that then yeah you're not going to want to open scripture you're not going to want to you know do whatever because it's just such such a disgusting lie that clearly is not life-giving and of God because if it was it would push you closer to God but a lie like that does not push you closer to God it makes you think oh what's wrong with me I must not even blah 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 and then you know and then it's just this terrible spiral so I just cannot emphasize it enough friends your mental illness is not correlated to your faith or your lack thereof and if you confess with your mouth that he is lord like yes <laughs> that is it um and something like your mental illness cannot take that from you your mental illness does not take your salvation from you it does not push you away and obviously you know like there's a difference between being passive and you know walking in faith but you guys already all know that. And so I just want to reaffirm that, like, you can be doing the best that you can be doing. And your mental illness does not care about that. It's going to come at you. You can be walking with the Lord every day and your mental illness does not care about that. And it's going to come at you. And so I would just like to put that lie to rest. So that was my soapbox and I hope it was helpful because man I like I mean it seems so intuitive but it's still such a prevalent lie that goes around and it it just really 
hurts me to my core and it's affected me and it's affected other people I love so I couldn't not talk about that so as we go into verse 2 the string section comes in and I love that because I I feel like that's a, a metaphor as well of like heartstrings pulling at my heartstrings as the song goes on and so verse 2 he says I will tell you I love you but the muffs on your ears will cater your fears my nose and feet are running as we start to travel through snow together we go together we go now I noticed in some of the song annotations or sorry the lyric annotations that some people thought you know I will tell you I love you like that's Jesus speaking and while I love that and obviously we love Jesus we know that he loves us I think it is more of a peer rather than Jesus because if you're actually like looking technically at the lyrics like it goes on to say we in the chorus you know it's talking about we get colder as we grow older and yeah I just don't think that's true of Jesus so I think it is more of like a peer figure community friend loved one figure rather than Jesus but obviously Jesus still loves you that's not taking away that fact but we see that because of this the narrator is like a loved one speaking to this person and clearly they've been listening to this person and watching this person weep and so they are coming into this verse saying I will tell you I love you and something else that I really think is important about mental health especially as Christians is to know that sometimes the best thing you can possibly do is number one to just listen but even if the person's not saying anything or even if they're just crying or even if they're silent like I think it's important to just be with them and this will vary person to person and I'm sure each person will have their own preferences of how they would like you to respond in the midst of their illness but I think it's it's always safe to err on the side of not trying to fix something and I think especially as Christians we can get really consumed by people's pain and in thinking that we have to fix it and to to that I say that's God's job that's not yours especially with mental illness you have to be really careful because there could definitely be miracles people can definitely be freed from them in this lifetime but more often than not they're not going to be and so it's not a problem to solve um it's more so just something that we need to walk with people through I think especially for people who don't struggle with any mental illnesses, it's it's hard, I would imagine, to not feel this pressure of like, I have to give them hope, I have to fix this. Um, again, that's not on you. That's never going to be on you. And God doesn't want you to carry that pressure. That is on him. But what he does call us to is to walk alongside each other, to bear one another's burdens. But that doesn't mean to fix them that means to understand the weight that burden holds for that person 
to understand that if you're in the midst of depression, there's just this heavy hopelessness that you can't shake. And it's important to just acknowledge that and to hear them in their pain and to see them in their pain and to know that it's not like a math problem, you know, like anxiety. I will also say, I've written a blog about this, anxiety and worry are not the same thing. And I think especially because of like the anxiety passages in the Bible, there, there can definitely be this misconception that anxiety is something that it's not. Because there's definitely an anxiety that's actually like another term for worry. And then there's like actually the mental disorder of anxiety. And those two things are incredibly different. And the best way I describe that is anxiety that's like worry is like your mind is like fixating on on worries and like what if this happens and it's a lot of just thinking thoughts but you know that you have the power to change those thoughts. Whereas an anxiety disorder is like it's not necessarily always like thinking about certain things but more so it's like your body is physically reacting to something in an irrational way like worry and anxiety that is a synonym to worry is all about just thinking about things versus turning that off whereas an anxiety disorder is more so about something's happening to you either emotionally or physically and so your body is like irrationally freaking out and I mean, your mind can be racing as well, but your mind's not necessarily, like, thinking about certain things all the time. Sometimes it's just, like, I don't know, like, your mind's just racing. Um, You can't focus on anything. Um, So there's a huge difference there, and I also just wanted to make sure that, that I cover that base, too, because, yeah, these are all really important things to know about mental health, and... Yeah, for me specifically, struggling with those two illnesses, it's really important to convey to you. So, the f- yeah, I just love that the first thing this person does is they just listen and they tell the person they love them rather than trying to fix something. But it goes on, the muffs on your ears will cater your fears. It's interesting because I feel like this is how Satan works with, like, everything. Muffs can be something that are positive, that like help protect your ears and keep the cold out and all of this. But in this instance, it's tainted where the muffs are actually doing something negative and they're catering misbelievers' fears. And especially in the midst of mental distress, we, especially in the midst of panic, if you struggled with anxiety, you're just stuck in like this hopeless rut you're stuck in this rut and you can't see perspective outside of it like even if you want to you just can't because it's so all-consuming mentally and emotionally and so in that way like people can try so desperately to tell you all kinds of things but but it's important to acknowledge that the muffs are on the ears and the muffs are going to cater the fears and so try as you might like all you can really do is just be with that person and sympathize with what their emotions are and just you know try to give them truth but also acknowledge that 
their perspective is very limited because of what how much their brain is irrationally freaking out that's important to know so then the narrator says my nose and feet are running as we start to travel through snow together we go this this person's upset as well their nose is running because they're they're really taking in the weight of what's happening to their loved one and their feet are also running you know they're trying desperately to help get them out of this place or um, at least just walk beside them run beside them out of this place and I love how it says they start to travel through snow together we go that again we're just called to walk alongside the image of traveling through snow is again if we go back to that snow on the road image it's all about there's like this pristine layer and then the just dark scary layer and so as this loved one starts walking through the snow with this person I just imagine that just like the crunching of the snow they're they're breaking the beauty off in the sense of like I'm gonna help you just gradually start addressing the deeper darker layer so that we can walk you through this and get you to the other side. I just think that's really beautiful. So moving on to the chorus, that's where the little horse clap comes in so we see that they're actually traveling now whereas before it was just the bells and so the chorus is pretty simple. It just says we get colder as we grow older and we will walk so much slower. This to me is like zooming out more looking at the general picture of a believer and I'm sure you can relate. It's it's actually like this is probably the saddest part to me because like we get colder as we grow older. If we're getting colder we are like stiffening and just kind of again like freezing in place because just like frozen is like the main image I'm reminded of throughout all this and it just makes me think especially in light of sin and repetition of daily struggles and just everything we go through in our different seasons of life how we just get worn down potentially lose that optimism you know get jaded whatever you want to call it because the older we get we just see more and more how how repetitive things are how our fight with sin is just more and more of a daily battle and how it's going to be a fight till the very end on this earth until your last breath it's just a lot of conflict and a lot of sin and a lot of combating the flesh and the mental desire to take the easy way out or you know as we grow older we just see more and more of that perspective that there's just a lot of struggles we go through that aren't going to go away until our until after we've passed <laughs> and it's not like oh this life sucks like there's nothing good or you know not like that pessimistic but still there's that truth of you know there's always something that's gonna be a struggle and like my dad always says just you wait a week from now you're gonna have a whole new set of problems and 
but also like especially as Christians we know like there are just certain sins that are going to eat at us for years and years and obviously we're never going to be like completely clean and sanctified until the afterlife and so yeah it makes sense that especially if you're a Christian for the majority of your life you know it can get very weary you know I think about some family friends who lost one of their kids they're gonna be battling that grief the rest of their lives you know they already have immensely battled that grief every single day and that's not something they're just gonna wake up and not have to deal with anymore it's gonna be something they deal with until their dying breath and so um, that's just reality as much as all the good parts are reality and so we will walk so much slower as the chorus finishes because, you know, in the light of trials, especially when they're repetitive, it's, it's wearing and we lose stamina. And especially as we get older, you know, we literally lose more and more loved ones. It's inevitable. And you just, the longer you've been around, the more you see and the more pain you see and the more injustice and make sense that we're gonna get winded we're not gonna want to run anymore we're gonna creak a little bit as our bones slow down (laughs) so into verse three oh misbeliever my pretty weeper she's she's still going through a lot it hasn't necessarily lessened up but at the same time like weeping if we're talking about water rather than snow and ice like maybe there's a little bit of dethaw there could be a little hopeful she's not just sleeping now she's weeping so that's something your twisted thoughts are like snow on the rooftops and again if it's a similar image but it's also different in that snow on a rooftop is like a heavy blanket that it's not just snow on the road where it's like this scary slippery lethal layer But it's also something that's very heavy on the brain and heavy on just the top of your physical body. If there's a lot going on up there, it's just very wearing on everything else. So the narrator says, please take my hand. Remember even now that you don't have to walk this alone and you're not alone because I'm literally physically here. But we are in foreign land. As we travel through snow, together we go. And I like that it's addressed that they're in foreign land. I feel like on one hand, it's it could be a reminder that the mental trials can be foreign to some people. But again, like take heart in knowing that you can do a lot by just being. But also, just that hope that we are in foreign land and this earth is not our home as believers. And so... Even in the midst of such dreariness, we have hope that it's not the end. And even when death hits, even that is not the end. It, re- it repeats the chorus again at the end there, but yeah, it's a pretty sad monotony. Just this message that the coldness gets harder as we grow older, but at the same time, I really love how this song addresses that. I really love how it just gets into the more negative nitty-gritty, whether it's mental trials, any other trial. Just voicing the fact is important, and 
as an optimist, I think, like, you can take the song and just be like, wow, that's really sad. But I think it's just capturing something really important to our lives as believers to know that there's going to be times, number one, where we misbelieve things. So just having that communal perspective, there's going to be times where it's just really hard and we need other people to pull us through. But also just knowing that things are going to get a lot more wearisome as we grow older, it is helpful to know that we can expect this pattern to happen. It has been voiced in this song. This is going to happen. So we can also prepare our hearts for it. The beauty of scripture and God's word is that he prepares our hearts for every season. And I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're struggling with today and this week, and this month, and this year. But there is hope in knowing that we have also been equipped in knowing how to work through the weary times and to lean into community and with mental trials to wrap up the aspect about world mental health day you have resources at your fingertips you have counselors who would love to just listen and be and it's okay if you go to therapy and the person doesn't fit right away they're used to that so like don't even worry about that if you need to switch around to find someone like it is worth it so don't give up just if you go to one and don't like it um, because that's a lot more common than you would think it's not a you thing it's your brain is incredibly important and so you need to keep trying so that you can get it the help that it needs because we need that perspective and I for one see a counselor who's also a Christian so it's cool that it's it's kind of also like having a mentor in a way. I also have a spiritual mentor and that has been awesome to again just get that perspective from someone who's been around longer than you who can just remind you that even though the mental illness or even though the grief or whatever it is is pretty consuming right now there's still more outside of that and there's still hope beyond that and there's still life in the midst of that and I know for me I can never get those reminders enough so I also want to remind you of that you deserve the help that you need but more than that more than the psychologists and the psychiatrists even though those are definitely awesome necessary things for a lot of people that God has given us he has also given us so much hope in his word and so as we wrap this song analysis up I would really like to just read a chapter of scripture for you because it has been very cathartic for me in the midst of immense grief and pain and so I can only imagine at least some part of it will resonate with you Feel free to just close your eyes and listen because these words were written for you specifically. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and I am reading from the Christian Standard Version. Therefore, since we have this ministry, 
because we were shown mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry the death of Jesus in our body so that the life of Jesus might also be displayed in our body. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that Jesus' life may also be displayed in our mortal flesh. So then, death is at work in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith in keeping with what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke, we also believe, and therefore speak. For we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you. Indeed, everything is for your benefit so that as grace extends through more and more people, it may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light, light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. I pray that you are inspired by that word and that it goes with you this week through whatever you are facing. Friends, I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilot story or your favorite memory you have related to the band. Also, I know this was just a bit more of a thoughtful but also slightly sad podcast. If you need more help poured into you and prayer requests, I would love to receive them and pray over you. And yeah, just if, if you feel moved, Please do not hesitate to reach out because you are loved and you will get through this and 
you aren't alone in whatever you're facing. So, also, if you would like to contribute to the analysis, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for Air Catcher. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, in Trench, you're not alone.